When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi there, good evening and welcome to This is Ibrox. This is your Sunday session for Sunday the 19th of September. My name's Scott Patterson, if you're joining us on your Sunday night. As always, we're very grateful for your time. Uh, tonight we will cover an averagely exciting performance in Perth. Yesterday we'll also do a little bit of a look ahead to um, which is going to be quite a, quite a busy and hopefully exciting week. Um, for the football club to come. Um, joining me on the pod tonight is Scott Cameron. Hi, Scott. How are you, buddy? Very good. Uh, it's always nice to be on after a Rangers victory, so I'm looking forward to the chat. Absolutely. And Ian Mitchell joins us as well. Ian, hi. How are you? Oh, good, mate. Yeah, glad to be here. Yes, indeed. So, listen, before we um, listen before we get into the, the sort of meat and bones of things, um, I, I can't sort of let the, the start the, the pod start tonight without... Um, Speaking about the sad news that the club announced that Ronnie McKinnon had passed away, age six, age eighty-three years old, um, one of the very few one-club man that the, the club had over three hundred appearances for the club, member of the Rangers team that got to the European Cup Winners' Cup when it was a Cup Winners' Cup in nineteen sixty-seven. Also, one of the Barca Bears from nineteen seventy-two, albeit a leg break against Sporting Lisbon, which prevented them from playing the latter stages of of that. Um, tournament and indeed the final Scottish international as well with with twenty eight caps and a goal to his name, um, played in the the match that found a lot of um, publicity last week the nineteen sixty seven game with Jim Baxter didn't keep you up as he played that afternoon as well um, at Wembley, um, so yeah another um, sad bit of news um, for for the Rangers family tonight. So all our thoughts here this side rocks go to. Ronnie McKinnon's family tonight, um, an understandably difficult time um, for them. Scott Cameron, trip to Perth, I think it's safe to say a trip to Perth is, is never an easy one. I think Michael Beale said post-match that the surface is one of the difficult ones, ones to play on. Um, I don't think yesterday we expected much more. Indeed, if we were going up there, we were probably a bit concerned um, based on what we'd seen sort of 
two weeks previously and the two weeks that we'd had to stew over it. Um, goes into the game, Michael Beale under a huge amount of pressure. Out go Shooter, Sterling, Jack, Cantwell, Matondo and Dessers. In come Redvan, Davies, Lundstrom, Lawrence, Danilo and Sam Lammers. Um, Danilo was the one to be excited about. Good to see him playing through the middle. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, he's the he was the, the big money signing, you know, and I think he, he came with a big reputation and I think we've all been excited. Uh, we've all been wondering why he's not been not been given an opportunity. So it was a bit of a fresh approach from the from obviously the previous the previous match and I think obviously everybody in the starting lineup had been there during the, the period they hadn't been away for international. So I think that had a had a big bearing on the on the starting eleven. So I was excited and looking forward to seeing Danilo, looking forward to seeing, seeing Tom Lawrence and uh, just hoping that the freshness exi- it brought about a just a bit of energy and uh, and after what's been a difficult a difficult spell. Ian, do you know the, the glaring the big thing I think we found out obviously towards the last week um, pre-match Michael Beale obviously announced that Todd Cantwell was going to be out he said for three to four weeks I'm not sure Todd Cantwell's Instagram page agreed with that as uh, as Friday progressed and indeed the weekend has since progressed um, of course meant space for, for Tom Lawrence to come in and play as one of those entertain changeable people and in the front three, I think he, he's someone that I think we're going to see a lot more of over the next sort of three weeks with such a high volume of games to play all in different competitions. It's important that he got game time yesterday and impressed, I felt. He did, massively. Yeah, it's maybe a bit obvious, but he certainly grew into the game anyway. And I think that last sort of 20, 25 minutes when he was playing central sort of showed what he can do. I mean, obviously he gets the assist, but there's the chance he sets up for Roof towards the end. He's kind of one, two and three ball, just that kind of thing we... We don't have midfielders who can do that other than Cantwell. So if Cantwell's out, we need that kind of creative central player. And I think he kind of proved why he can be that central guy to kind of drive the team on, create chances. Scott, into the game itself, we obviously know that, um, as, as we've said, Danilo's playing through the middle um, on his own. Lammers and, and Lawrence sort of hanging around off of him. Um, the, the infamous, the Cybrox WhatsApp chat, tried to spend about 35 minutes guessing what formation um, Michael Beale had had played, not for the first time this season, I would add. Um, and while I'm not sure um, we got it right, the, the goal was actually a really well-worked goal. Lammers, good work down the right-hand side. Tav, as you kind of expect, just darting up and down that right-hand side, and it's a really good cross. And we spoke before we came on. I, I think um, it's been a long time since we've seen a a Rangers striker who's maybe prepared to put his head in an area where he could get a sore one. We know now that, that Danilo did indeed get a sore one. It was a cracking header, wasn't it? Uh, it was. As, as you say, Scott, it was a, a nice build-up. Um, the ball into, into, a, into a good area. We don't get into those positions on both sides often enough for, for hard cross, hard and low crosses. We nice chips into the into the box. It's a, a lot of the time it's uh, a lot of hopeful football, but it was a nice wee move. Great ball in, another number for Tav to add to his uh, goal contribution so far this season. He's still top of the table for that, which that's another conversation entirely. But yeah. and and Danilo Rangers number nine, no matter who it is, should be between the sticks. You know that's where you get where you get your goals. And 
very brave, sticks it away, and y- you see him on the deck. You just think he's taking a he's taking a sore one, not realising that he has properly taken a sore one. You know, so I mean, I don't know what was that. Twenty five minutes in, one nil up, and you know that's that's what you want. You know, after a, a difficult a difficult uh, spell, and you're wanting to try and build from that. But we then obviously had a a five minute break. Uh, in the play, well, uh, obviously Danilo was getting getting treatment and then getting getting taken off, you know, and I think that kind of it did negatively impact the the sort of performance for the rest of the half. Ian Ali Quinn sort of jumps in with a brave header from Danilo, which it was. He's obviously scored two headers now when he's played sort of through the middle. Plus one coming, of course, against um, Livingston Ibrox. I, th- I really feel for him because we now know that it's going to be maybe another 68 weeks before we'll see him again. I think it's pretty safe to say it, unless they look to involve him with a mask, which I doubt. Um, but, you know, I, I think he's the... Because the outlay on him in the summer was massive, you now look at it being closer to Christmas before he can properly assess just how good Danilo is going to be for Rangers. So his career at Ibrox has been... So stop start, it's incredible. It's a shame now that we're going to need to wait till I would suggest the other side of the next international break before we see just how good this fella is going to be. Yeah, it's, it's crushing for our team. Um, I think if you look in terms of like replacements, it's kind of sparse in a way because I don't think Ruth can play more than a game a week. So we kind of rule him out playing like back to back to back. Dessa's obviously had his issues from the start. And Sima, I'm not convinced, is a, is a striker. I think he's more like a winger kind of inside forward kind of guy so we're a little bit light there straight away and and we've got as you say six to eight weeks probably if you're lucky until he's back um he was the one i was most excited about in terms of all the signings he was the guy i thought he's a 20 plus goal a season guy as cami says stick between the posts stay in that area tav will find you borna will find you cantwell lawrence will find you you'll get chances and I mean, he's, he's not had much game time, but is that his third goal, I think, in all competitions kind of thing from such okay. limited game time with three starts, if that. Um, so he's shown he can put the ball in the back of the net. He's shown he's, he's a clever forward, very tricky. The movement, there was a chance very early in the game where I think he sticked back post, should have went front post kind of thing. As if that was a wee moment of learning and then second chance, he's in the exact right spot he should be. But he's, it's not an easy header to use. That's the, it's the, he has to generate all the power on that, so... The fact he's got that ability, like everyone who who was very Danilo should start was like, that's why I should start. This is why, and then straight away we're brought right back down to earth. So just just the usual. Should be used to this by now. Absolutely, Cammy. It was interesting you said before we came on, <clears throat> and I felt it was a really good point. Um, when Doctor Waller was sort of kneeling down by his side, and clearly trying to get him to understand that his face had been absolutely panned in and there was no danger he could continue to play. And you could tell by his, his body movement that he was really frustrated and he was just desperate to get back up and play on. And I don't think it was until you got up and you saw the, the damage of the co- the obvious contact, um, there was no danger he was playing any further um, part of the game yesterday. Absolutely not. I mean, I think it's he's obviously been desperate for his opportunity. He's got his opportunity for the start. He's got a goal. He's thinking, you know, I mean, I, I don't imagine his mind was uh, able to process what had actually happened because obviously he was he was he was close to being knocked out, sort of thing, you know. But it's just he's had a 
a difficult start. He's got a goal and this has happened to him, you know, and he's obviously, I think once he got into the dressing room and he looked at himself in the in the mirror, I think he might have actually then realised the, the severity of the of the of the injury, you know, and you just hope that it's shorter term rather than longer term. But uh, you know, it's uh, just really disappointing for 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 the player as much as anything else. Yeah, absolutely, Keg in Texas, hi Keg. Um, gutted for Danilo Braveheader, which is absolutely right, and he does indeed mention that Calvert Lewis returned um, today forever and with something very similar. So, listen, we could see him at mask. You never know. He may um. I think medical regulations may indeed force him to play with one um, when he returns, whenever that's going to be, which I don't think will be much before November, taking into account just the, the seriousness of, of, of the dislocation. Listen, Seema came on for him, Ian, um, and he's someone who I think we've seen bits and pieces of so far without really anything happening that we've been overly stunned with. I was actually surprised that he came on ahead of Dessers, um, to be perfectly yeah. honest. I did think Dessers would have came on ahead of him. He had the, the sort of next good chance um, of the afternoon for Rangers Force and a really good save from the St Johnston goalkeeper who's not only been capped by Bulgaria, I'm sure, Mitov, um, who had a fantastic afternoon at Celtic Park um, not so long ago and he forced him into a really good save. Seema looked OK yesterday when he came on, quite dangerous on the pace. He did, he did, and he's very unlucky not to get an assist for the roof chance that we'll obviously come on to um, in a little while, but yeah, he's got that sort of power, the pace, um, he can definitely trouble Defenders in our league, that's no question about that. Yeah. Um, we saw what he can do for, for that finish against PSV, so he has got quality. It's just maybe a consistency thing for him. But, I mean, he's, he's what, 21, 22? He's a very young guy. Not played a huge amount of first-team football so far in his career, obviously with loans and stuff. So I wouldn't rule him out, certainly not. And, and like you said, I was pleasantly surprised that he came on over Dessers, just given the, the sort of Dessers image I've gotten in my head um, so far so <laughs> yeah um, wouldn't be against him starting um, midweek and kind of going forward getting a little run as I say I don't think he's a striker like an out and out kind of guy but he needs a chance up there and why not I think Scott Hammond's absolutely right you'll see Dexels on Thursday at some point against Betis um, whether that's from the start or, or eventually as the game passes <clears throat> I'm fairly sure that you'll um, you'll see him at some point um, Scott you go in one nothing up at half time. Probably not loads to shout loud about. What are you thinking at half time? Is it just a case of come out, keep it tight, and we'll take a one nothing to come back to Glasgow? No, I mean I think very early on you you speak about the the infamous group chat, and I think I had commented not long after we had went one nil up that try to get a second goal and try to kick on from. From that point, obviously, the, the rest of the first half was a bit of a bit of an non-event, bar the bar the Seema chance. Getting at half time, and again, I think my comment was get the second goal, put this put this game to bed as early as possible because I've seen this movie too many times. One 0 going into the last 15, 20 minutes, or even even less than that. You know, Rangers defence will look relatively calm for the the majority of the game and then they'll do something daft and give a and give a goal away, you know. So I think it was important that we put the game to bed as early as possible and it, it took it took long. We didn't start the second half well at all. I think uh, for the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half, I think we 
we stayed in the dressing room, to be perfectly honest with you, and I, I, I thought we were very, very poor at that point. St. Johnson tried to, obviously, attack a wee bit, as, as limited as they are, but caused us one or two issues. Um, but I, it was, I wasn't expecting a Pep Guardiola Rangers performance yesterday. Um, after the last few weeks, but so I think it was important that we 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 got that second goal and and got up the road with the three points. So, Cammy, you're absolutely right. The, the start of the second half was really, really quite quite poor. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I actually thought at one point we were definitely conceding a penalty. I felt there was a there was a moment in the second half, and I think it was I think it was Tom Lawrence who had both arms on. Yeah. One of their strikers, I've no idea who it was, I apologise. But um, I did think, I thought at the time it was a pen. If it happened against us, I'd be screaming for it, to be perfectly honest. Um, so you could argue we were maybe lucky to get through that introductory period of, of the second half, potentially without conceding. Jack Butland didn't have a lot to do for the duration of the game, you have to say. Is that me, sorry? Sorry, Ian, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a very quiet game. He had that one where Chris Kane sort of dives over his foot and tries to win a penalty that way. That's never a penalty. The, the Lawrence one, I was worried because it's the kind of challenge that happens like every corner, every set piece. But yeah. when it then goes to VAR, you're just waiting for it, I think, at that point. So I was pretty relieved when that came off. But other than that, no, I don't. I can't think of much the defence had to do. But I think that's a compliment to them. I know St. Johnson are probably the worst team in Scotland to attack in, let alone our league. Um, so I could have probably played centre-half and done all right in that game. But with Davies not playing, we're not starting this season anyway. Yelmaz obviously could be seen that, like, to be a target against that kind of team. You know, he's looking yeah, at a guy course. who's what, five foot four and think, right, let's just lump the long ball at him. So I think they were fine. Goldson was fine. And I think Lundstrom's position kind of helped them and all that. So as a unit, I think we're pretty solid, which we've not said too much this season. So... That's some kind of positive we can take, at least. Ian, I'll stick with you, because in 62 minutes, um, probably the controversial moment of the day, maybe without um, without considering the injury that um, Danilo took, <clears throat> was the offside goal. Sorry, the goal that was awarded as an offside um, for Kemar Roof. It's as tight an offside call as I think I have ever seen with that. Um, Ali Quinn... Never offside, six to death of our, which I get. I think we're all in that sort of place just now. How did you see it? Did you think it was offside? I don't know. And that's that shouldn't be how this ends. <laughs> like that, that shouldn't be happening. Um, they draw those lines, and to me, the lines are on top of each other. So then I would have thought, like, striker's advantage. don't know if that's yeah. a real thing. I, I thought this season that was going to be more of a thing, but I don't know if that's more, like, down in England focused rather than us, but... I don't know if anyone watched the game today where we saw um, Nketiah was slightly offside for Arsenal's goal. It was very similar. Sure. And again, it's the angle that you're looking at. You, you just can't tell. So you, you try and base it on the like the shadows they put up and you still can't tell. So uh, for me, it's not obviously offside. So then if I think it goes with like the linesman's call more than anything, because he's gave, I know it's not quite the same when it comes to offsides as it is just a general decision, but the length of time it took, I think, it seemed like the ref, the fourth official, whatever it is, the VAR guys just thought, well, we've gave it offside, let's just keep it at that. Whereas if he maybe not raised his flag, that may have changed it. But yeah, it's just, just the rotten luck that Roof's had these last few games. So I sort of want to take it at the time, definitely. Cammy, where did you stand on it? I'm, I'm 
100% with Ian. Um, the lines were on top of each other. The goal should have stood. I mean, I, th- I th- think Ian's, Ian's spot on. I mean, to be honest with the linesman, couldn't have got his flag up any quicker. <laughs> you know, it's like he was he was insistent. He was, he was, it was, you know, it was one of those, he was straight up sort of thing, you know, and it's, it's just really unlucky for Roof again. I mean, that, that would be three and three that he would have, he would have got domestically, you know, and it's as much as I, I didn't think Roof had had the, the greatest of games. I think he, he said earlier, it was important that he got the, he got the 90 minutes, but listen, it was so, so close. And I think um, you, these things even themselves out over the season, so they say. But uh, it's uh, it's got to happen soon, to be honest. Um, but at that time, I think it's about 25 minutes to go. Ideal yeah. time. Go to nothing up. My wee boy's predicted 2-0. I've predicted 3-0. <laughs> so I'm like, right, he's giving me a pound instead of, instead of vice versa, you know. But it's... Uh, it's, uh, it's and it just that that nervousness just continues because it's only a single goal going into the last the last twenty minutes, you know. So it was uh, hugely disappointing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, listen, I, I seen it earlier on this afternoon. And, you know, I think if, if VAR is going to give the advantage to the, the attacking team, in this case, striker, in this case, Rangers, in this case, came on roof, um, it's surprising it never happened, is, is what I would say. Or maybe not, depending on which way you want to want to look at it. Um, listen, Rangers went 2-0 up, 12 minutes to go, and it was a really, really good goal. Great team goal. Um, Raskin, wonderful tenacity in the middle of the pitch. Releases the ball up to Tom Lawrence, who, in his stride, without really even looking over his shoulder, is very aware that Robbie Matondo is on his heels and away, um, and he plays him in. It's a great finish by Matondo, Ian. Interestingly enough, um, Michael Beale said post-match that Matondo was deserving of his goal. It, it was something that they've, they've obviously been working on. It's something that we've we've seen Matondo attempt to do and really not had a, a great amount of luck at doing, but he took it really well. I felt it was a really nice, tidy finish. It was. Uh, I'm not going to lie to anyone. When I saw him busting through, I didn't expect a goal, which yeah. is the pessimist in me, um, maybe going off what I've seen so far of Matondo. Um, I know he's, he's done better this season, but I'm still far from convinced that he's like good enough to be starting games kind of thing but I think he is perfect to bring on in that situation I mean as you say Lawrence sort of makes the goal just from just clever he, just, he, know, he doesn't have to look up he doesn't need to work out who's where it's the kind of thing that I know Jack is not going to be our like 
creative force. But if you see Ryan Jackets, take a touch, take a touch, look up. Whereas Lawrence is just, I know he's going to be, bang. Simple as that. Play him in. Um, And then, yeah, the finish. Great finish. Um, We've seen him do the wrong thing in that position a few times. So, yeah, get 2-0. Game done. Very relieved at that one. Cammy, Ian's absolutely right. You know, Jack does have a a tendency to go for control, which which I I think we understand, and in certain games it's absolutely warranted, and we're, we're lucky to have it. But in a situation like that, when do you know what I mean, John Weir refers to the the, the Welsh connection between Matondo and Lons. Tom Lawrence is obviously very aware that Matondo, as I said, is on his way. He just has to make sure the ball is is in his feet, so he doesn't have to break his stride. It's a wonderful pass. Um, great awareness from Tom Lawrence and we saw sort of we saw two versions of Tom Lawrence yesterday we saw the version that started that I felt probably due to lack of game time maybe disappeared out of the game a little bit but I think as Ian said when we started when he moved back into the one of the three in the middle of the park he he just looked excellent for me yesterday I was really impressed just uh, I mean I think him and Raskin looked as though they could have a, a, a nice relationship there was two or three instances where it was Short, intricate passes, two-touch, two-touch pass. Um, pa- a midfield player that passes the ball forward uh, will, will always get uh, huge credit and, and love for me. For me, you know, I mean, it's like, but it's just he's, the weight of the pass is just perfect. It's he doesn't really have to break his stride, takes it on and slots it away. I'm very much uh, Matondo has exceeded my expectations thus far this season. I think he has proven a very worthy impact player off the bench. I think the challenge that he has to prove to Michael Beale and to the Rangers support is that he can do that from the start and become a Rangers starting player. Mm-hmm. I think he has proven that he's, 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 his confidence is high. I mean, I, if anybody had said to me on the 1st of July when the players went back that Ravi Matondo would have done this, that and the next thing by... Um, the middle of September, I, I, I genuinely I thought he could have been out the door out on loan or or whatever yeah. if we'd managed to bring in a, a sort of wide player, you know. So credit to him for what he's done so far, but I think he's he's still got a bit to go to. Um, but kudos to him for the finish. Ian, as I say, Bill referred to um, Matondo as deserving of his goal, which I think is a testament to the boy's effort, maybe his application um, in and around the training centre during the week. And I've seen a, a, sort of a few people refer to him this weekend, recently indeed, as arriving. Um, you're not convinced just yet, are you? No. Um, I think if a team is tired, especially in like the lesser teams in our league, if they've got a tired yeah. defence, it's the 70th minute, he is the dream. Pace, in behind, ideal. In yeah. terms of starting a game, I don't think he can have that kind of impact, especially if we're not already winning a game because you'll have teams like St Johnston, like the Livingstons come on up, they'll sit so far back because it's like five at the back plus another five in front of them. Yeah. There's just not the space to get in behind. And I don't think he's got that ability to take on a man, maybe the way Kent did. Yeah. Not saying Kent was the answer, by the way, just to no. make sure that's very evident. But <laughs> Kent could go by a player and kind of make something happen. Whereas if a player stands Matondo up, I've, I've just not seen him go by them well enough considering the pace he's got. I just don't think he's got that trick in him kind of thing. So, as Cammy says, if, if he can get that side of his game polished a little bit more, he's every chance he could be a starter for us. 
because it sort of goes back to we saw Lauren start at sort of left wing, off the left even yeah. yesterday. So I don't think that really works for him. I thought that's where Cantwell could play for us, but obviously he's now out for at least a month kind of thing. So it leaves a bit of a hole in that left side of the pitch now. So can Matondo get starts, get that kind of impact from a full 90? I've yet to see it. I'd love to see it, but I'm yet to see it. I think he's, he, do you know what, Cammy? I think the, the one thing about Matondo, <clears throat> he strikes me as being a a, a, wing, like a genuine winger as opposed to being like a forward. Do you know what I mean? And there's an absolute difference between between either. Matondo strikes me as being someone that can actually play in the wing and he does have, we know about his pace to sort of get behind, but I think Ian Ray is a good point. We've never actually seen, seen him come up against that, maybe a fast fullback where he, he's going to have to have a, a trick up his sleeve to advance, if you like. I mean, it's uh, he's he's, uh, he's he's obviously needed managing. He's needing just to build confidence. I think Tom Lawrence, to, to your point about Tom Lawrence, Lawrence played a lot of football on the left hand side, left wing for Derby. And I know, I I, I think uh, JB in our our chat had had spoke about about that. Uh, at points, I, I see Tom Lawrence as central. I think the position that he was he was causing the the, the issues for St Johnston in the last 15, 20 minutes. I think that's where I think Tom Lawrence will be at his at his best. So the position sort of in that left is up for grabs, to be honest with you. So that's where I think we're in a position where you get your opportunity, you need to grab it. You know, and yeah. I think Chris Boyd said that in the in the studio yesterday. That that's what you need to do. You get your chance. You need to grab it, and then Michael Beale has to uh, has has to play you. You know, so I think Matondo has the opportunity to make that position his own. But it's it, the, the jury's still very much out uh, with regard to that. The, the thing with Tom Lawrence, ninety minutes under his belt, which is is huge. Cammy, I'm going to stick with you because we obviously saw um, Ben Davies for the first time this season starting the game, um, and Red Fan was in there as well. That that part of the defence has been much maligned because everyone thinks Red Van's a first choice left back, apart from Michael Beale. Um, suddenly, there's some murmurs over John Suter because he's got a bit of a brain fart in him back and forward. Davies, I thought, was really good yesterday. I think for a guy that's not really played since the back end of last season, I mean, I don't think he played any of the games uh, at the split. I'm almost certain he had got injured uh, injured before the split and Suter obviously came in. So for a guy that's not really had a pre-season and, and what have you, I thought he came in. It was probably the ideal game for, for him and Red Van to come in. You know, no disrespect, St Johnston are under the the hardest opposition, although we, we did make heavy weather of it at times. I'm not saying Ben Davis is the the best centre-half in the world, but I like a right-sided defender and I like a left-sided defender. One of my major criticisms in the old Firm game was the lack of balance in the side. Everybody chopping onto their, their right foot all the time, you know, so I think, although, although I, I, I don't recall him having a great deal to do. I thought he was I thought he was fine and another clean sheet. Um 
can he play Thursday night and then Sunday? Time time will tell if his body will allow him to play three games in a week. Do you know, it was interesting to see, I, I'm sure I, I saw that, and there's a real interesting stat on Goldson and, and Davies that I'll bring up very shortly. <clears throat> I saw post-match that he said that, I think it's the first 90 minutes that he's played since Aberdeen last season. So I don't think he's had a... I don't think he's had the opportunity to play a full game since the the, the last match against Aberdeen. I don't know if it was a match up there or, or down at our place, but um, yeah, yesterday I thought he was good. Interestingly as well in his interview, referred to his lungs feeling quite good. So um, yeah, it was maybe just a strange thing to say that he's, he's, his legs are getting by or his knees feel fine, but he was absolutely referring to his lungs, which I felt was, was quite interesting. Ian, you with Cami on having... I know you're big on the five at the back, and I don't want you rattling into that, to be honest with you. But um, <laughs> to the, the duo at centre-half, you for a right-side and a left-sided type combination. Yeah, I think if you're a kind of possession-based team like we are, you need that, personally. Yeah. Um, Suter's been fine, and I like Suter, but I think a lot of his errors that he's made are because of that sort of imbalance. Um, and as Cammy says, as a squad, we're so imbalanced, and so lacking left-footers that... You need a few in there to get you going, but I'm a Davies fan. I've said that in this pod before. I say it in our chat quite a lot and get a lot of looks and comments. Yes, Stick will say, he'll put it politely. Um, But I I like Davies. I thought he was great yesterday. Um, Again, I will caveat that with he's against Chris Kane and Stevie May. It's not hard, um, with all due respect, but... Blue Blue Nose John um, has beat me so that he's talking about the start I'm about to share. If I can get through it. Um, Goldson and Davies are unbeaten in 18 games in the league as a as a duo together, which is quite something when you think about how um, maligned Davies is. I mean, Davies gets a really tough time. Everyone expected him to go in the window past. You'll probably find there'll be murmurs for him to go in January for whatever reason. I think he's quite enjoying his football up here, Cam, and I don't think he's really fussy for going somewhere else. I, I don't think so. I think it might have suited Rangers to to offload his wage and offload him. And uh, I think there was there was a lot of talk about it from the back end of last season that that happened, you know. And then I think I think Stoke came in right at the right at the death and tried to take him on take him on loan, which was was never was never going to happen, you know. So I think there's he's had one or two big errors. But yeah, you know, I I I think it's 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 the way the world, unfortunately, just now that things like that happen and uh, you you get sort of hung out to hung out to dry a wee bit, you know. But I've I've never had ever had a, a huge issue with them. Um, I think if if that's our partnership for the for, for the for the for the foreseeable, then I'm I'm quite happy with it and. As long as he's part of a winning Rangers team that's no conceding goals, then I don't think anybody's anybody's going to be going to be targeting him because I think he has been became a bit of a, an easy target. That's you know Rangers fans in my lifetime have always loved a whipping boy, and yeah. uh, Ben <clears throat> Davies, Lorna Barisic, John Lundstrom. You know, rightly or wrongly, they've all had their had their moments, but I think there's some some players. Uh, get an easier ride than others and other players get a harder time than others, sometimes quite unfairly. Yeah, I, I just, I, I think Davies has been, 
I think he's been all right when he's been when he's been asked to play. The the reality is he's going to have or he does have the um, probably the ghost of Celtic Park trying to head a fresh air um, still hanging over him. And I don't think you know what I mean the Rangers fans are we're an unforgiving bunch. We remember all that sort of stuff. And Scott, I think see when you find, see the thing Scott about that mistake that he made at Celtic Park. Yeah, John Souter had an absolute shocker that day as well. Yeah, but. This is what I mean nobody about, about that, but, yeah. nobody nobody talks about that. And I'm all for being critical with players, but you need to be even-handed with your criticism. And yeah. I think there's too many Rangers fans target certain players based on one or two incidents when, and again, I like John Souter, but I think as a right-sided centre-half, John Souter has made more mistakes in his Rangers career than Ben Davis. Yeah, but you but you wouldn't know by the public perception of both players, you know. So I, I think it's uh, I, I hope Ben Davis can get a run of games now and it helps him build confidence and and build a relationship with Connor Goldson. You know, I, I think it's a fair point. Sure, did have a, a a messy afternoon that day as well. I think the the difference between both, in my opinion. Was that the 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 Davies mistake? I can't believe we're talking about something that happened so long ago as well. By the way, the Davies mistake um, was just such a such a basic, and it just looked. I mean, it looked bad. The shooter one was, if memory serves me right, it was a, a poorly misplaced pass. You know what I mean? But the Davies one just was. It was calamity stuff. Do you know what I mean? It was. It was just the cosmetic feel. I think of that. To be perfectly honest, it was the basics of defending, and he, he he just got it. It wasn't even close to being right. That said, I don't think he's done a whole lot wrong, other than that. To be honest with you, and I, he is someone who I like. I like the way he brings the 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 ball out. I, I think he's got a, a relatively decent range of of dispatch on him, which I think is good and something we need. And it'll be interesting. You're absolutely right. It'll be interesting to see how his um partnership with Goldson continues with the big games that we've got to come, which we'll, we all know about and we'll, we'll speak about as the as the pod goes on, I'm assuming my throat decides to um, allow me. Um, you know, I want to speak to you about Ridvan. Again, someone that everyone's desperate to see, get a bit of run of games. I thought it was quite quiet yesterday, didn't do loads, but didn't do enough for us to really give him a doing, to be honest. Yeah, um, he was fine. Is that a compliment? I don't know. Um, I, I like Red Van. I like the options that he gives us. There was the ball in behind that he plays for Seymour for his chance. I, mean, I don't think that's a pass that Barisic makes, given it's a bit risky. So yeah, that's sure. why I like Red Van. Um, but yeah, I think he just needs games, to be honest. I mean, that's we talk about Davies' first start. Um, Yilmaz has been really short of game time, more yeah. sort of. Maybe injury focused, obviously, he had that knock and then he had another knock on the knock kind of thing. So I'm hoping he does get a run because when I saw he wasn't in that Euro squad as a kind of Red Van fan, I thought, right, he's done. That's that's us done with him, then clearly. Um, but I'm thinking it's Red Van domestically, Barisic in Europe, which makes sense. You know, I, I don't see too yeah. many flaws in that. Um, keeps them both fresh, good options, can sort of challenge each other, as it were. If one has a, a brilliant game, 
then the other one's going to be on their toes kind of thing. So I think it's good for the squad that Redvan's getting some game time, but wouldn't say he put up any trees yesterday kind of thing. Um, but he was fine. No major dramas. And for a defender, that's that's always the kind of the first objective. So all good. Cammy, you would surely agree that Redvan's now at a stage where he just has to get games. There's too many stories about Redvan not wanting to be around and desperate to get back and blah, 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 blah. Let's just see him play. Let's see if he can play 10 games on the bounce and do it consistently and not get injured and be a threat. Let's let's see him. Let's see what he can do. Definitely. I think he needs an injury-free spell because he's had a sort of stop-start Rangers career thus far. I must confess, he was the player that I was very surprised to see in the starting eleven because, as, as Ian said, when he's not made the European squad... You know, and then Michael Beals explained why I understood his his reasoning with regard to other players that could cover and what have you. But my thought is that you've spent the, the best part of five million pound on this guy. He should really be part of a, a European squad. I think what you'll find is I don't think he'll get a run of ten games, but I think what Ian says maybe a, I'm not saying switching left backs every game. But I think there there will be a, a horses for courses in that position with the European games and and that's so I would say over the next what are we at the seventeenth I think over the next eight to ten weeks I think you're looking for him to get maybe eight to ten games across that that period of, period of time and I thought yesterday I think the the comment I think it was it was Robert that basically said the the the, the Goldson diagonal should have been on so many times when the, yeah. when Red Van was in space, but I don't know why he, he wasn't used on on more occasions. I think Robert also made a point about Goldson having a mistake in him when we were talking about uh, Davies and and Suter. All yeah. every Rangers every Rangers defender that we have has a mistake in them. So it's it's uh, it's just that's that's just the way the world with regard to that. But Redvan, I think he should be the future. I think Michael Beale loves Borna Barisic, so I think we might have to. Redvan is, I think, still got to prove himself to Michael Beale. I still remain unconvinced that Michael Beale fancies him a hundred percent. But only way, the only way that that changes as Red Van putting performances in when he gets a chance. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and you know, the problem you've got, obviously, is that <clears throat> Red Van isn't a, isn't a bill signing. Um, so it'll be interesting. And it's a, it's a crucial position 
based on the way that Beal has has set us up to play with the fullbacks bombing forward and giving you the width and giving you wingers and air commas. We don't play with wingers anymore, which I think everyone is at last getting their head round. Um, but it's it's really important that we do get that width. And I, I would like to see um I would like to see Red Van get a run of games ahead of Barisic for what it's worth. I really would. I, I think it's I think it's important that we just we, we know and we understand even if this guy's got it or not. Um Cami interestingly um referred to defenders have always got a, 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 a sorry error in them if you like and you know Michael Beal trotted out a quite a lot of stats pre-match um St Johnston it's a third clean sheet in five um at the at the weekend there which would suggest that the defence are doing okay maybe you could argue and the problems are maybe at the other end of the pitch as far as that potency is is required. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean if, if we can score three, four, five goals then a defensive mistake isn't as big a deal. We don't want to see it, obviously, but that's where my big kind of problem with this setup comes from and this philosophy of Bills. It's I think Ross in the group chat made a really good point yesterday that it seemed to be controlling games for the first hour, sort of seventy minutes, and then bringing in a bit of pace to try and kill it. And yeah, two 0 win was the kind of backdrop of Gerard's fifty five season, but for the, the squad we've got and the ability we've got and the players we've got compared to these teams, we should, we should be winning, well, scoring, sorry, three, four, five goals 100%. majority of games. So if, if a defender's not got that mistake in them, they're not Rangers in this climate. So we, we are going to accept that players will get by Tav, Goldson will have a, a brain fart any, now and again. Davies and Suter have their issues and Yelmaz and Borna are not great defensively, but that's why they're here. So surely to combat that, we just go out and Try and hammer teams, and if a five 0 becomes a five one, we don't spend much time talking about it here. So that's that's got to be my train of thought going forward. Surely, Cammy, we're obviously at a, a really important time of the season, huge week ahead to come, <clears throat> with games for the league, league cup, Livingston next Wednesday, Betis on on Thursday, which is a is a huge game. So. A first of seven in three weeks, four of which are at home in the, the nine, ten days, I think you, you said earlier. Um, where is your head going into, not necessarily Thursday night, but the next four games, bearing in mind what we've just seen, PSV, Celtic, things were not to go to plan on Thursday. Has Bill maybe... Bought a bit of time with a win at the weekend, albeit it was against St Johnston. I I don't think it's changed anybody's opinion. To be honest with you, um, I've I've still seen the same the same sort of chat uh, post match. I think the thing going into Thursday night is decent opposition you're up against. I think it's important that you have a a competitive performance. Uh, I think we actually we compete for the ninety minutes and. We actually get a positive result, whether that's whether that's a draw, a victory would be would be fantastic. But I think going into a, a runny games, Motherwell at home, Livingston, Aberdeen, the two league games, I Ibrox without going back to the old Firm game, the atmosphere in Ibrox that day, during and after was toxic. That's that's my worry going into these uh, these games, but. I would basically say Thursday night's an opportunity to start that run of games with a performance. 
And I think the Rangers fans will always stay with the players on the park if what they're seeing on the park is something that we can we can get behind. And we're seeing energy, we're seeing tempo, we're seeing them trying to attack, obviously, without without going gung-ho against a, a, a half-decent better side. But I think yeah. Thursday night, the important thing is that we're competitive in the game and we, we, we get a positive result that can take us forward into a, a tricky... Uh, I think the three league games before the break aren't the easiest. No. But I think I've, I've, I've probably bored you all to death in the group chat about the the opening 10 fixtures on paper. Couldn't have been any more favourable. Six, six out of the 10 games at Ibrox. So I think it's important off the back of losing uh, the old Firm game. I think we have, to, we have to get back to turning Ibrox into a fortress. Michael Beale, I think, said in his press conference either Friday or yesterday that was the first defeat at Ibrox. So I think it's since he came back. So I think it's important we return to getting positive results at Ibrox. And all we can do is build game on game, and hopefully that can build more understanding and build more confidence and a bit of more belief comes back into the squad and the support as a whole. Ian, Thursday's a, Thursday's a really big game. Um, I almost wonder if... It's been a long time since Rangers won the League Cup, and while next Wednesday feels like a million miles away, I do wonder if almost the Livingston game is bigger than the Betis game because Celtic are out of that tournament. I think everyone expects it's going to be between us and them to to win last majority of the, the trophies this year. I certainly do. Um, <coughs> I, I do wonder if the Livingston game in a week's time is bigger than Betis on Thursday, bizarrely enough. Yeah, um, I think the reason behind that is that if we say lose to Betis 2-0, I don't think anyone's too upset. Obviously, we don't want to lose ever, but yeah, we appreciate yeah. their top six La Liga team last season. A lot of players who are well-known like in Europe, guys like Isco and whatever, guys on big money, big fees, etc, etc, etc. So, there's every chance we go down to 1-0, 2-1 kind of thing. Whereas if we lose to Livy, I think Bill knows he's gone. Yeah. And he should be gone, personally. I, I, I know we can get to that another day, but there's no excuse for not winning the League Cup this season. Um, we've not had it for over a decade at Ibrox. It's it's a trophy that, grown up, I kind of associated with Rangers. So yeah. we should be taking that home. And again, you look at Celtic and Pau, we've got to win it. Any, but there's no excuse. I guess I said it a second ago, but we have to win that trophy. So, Batiste is a big game. Well, I think we need it for a sort of feel good performance. We need to see these players are capable of winning that kind of game. But if you offered me only one win out of two, I know what I'm going for. Let's put it that way. So, listen, RFC 72, I think, is who makes a really good point. That I'm going to try and share just now. <clears throat> If we get thrashed by Betis, and Ian, you can take this one, I know you'll love it. And <laughs> what, um, what does happen with Michael <clears throat> Beale? So if we get a doing at home on Thursday, and for what it's worth, I don't think we will, to be honest. But if we do get a bit of tanking on Thursday night, um, where does Michael Beale sit at that point? With, not necessarily with the support, but just just generally. What, I mean, a terrible start to a campaign for a competition that's been reasonably kind to us, you could argue. Yeah, the group's been 
kind to us, but I don't think the fixture layout has been because we could have yeah. done with this being like Aris at home with less disrespect to them. I don't mean that, but Batiste are a team that are capable of beating us, sadly. Um, I think that's that's quite true, but if it's the same kind of performance and result as PSV away, I think Beal could be away, personally. Um, I think he was quite lucky to keep his job in the international break. A lot of benefit of doubt was given, but I think either a domestic loss in any capacity at this point or a tanking defeat to any game in Europe, I, I think Craig stole my thunder, but yes, I think he's gone. <laughs> I, Ibrox would be quite similar to how it was at the end of the Celtic game. Not quite as vocal, I would assume, but yeah, if, if he hadn't lost enough fans by then, that would be the nail in the coffin for me. Cammy, the obvious problem he has is that the wiggle room is gone, like completely, entirely. Um, the next sort of the next time he has an issue, particularly at home, um, the fans will absolutely be looking for blood. Aye, with, with, without without a doubt. I mean, I think uh, he, he referred to conversations with with James Bisgrove and and John Bennett during his his presser or his, his Sky interview and I think I would hope that he's been left in no uncertain terms I think the the next international break, I think I said seven games in 21 days I think he, the expectation will be that you're still competitive in the Europa League you're through to the semi-finals of the, the League Cup and you've won all the league games Um. I, I don't want to get into when, he'll, when he would go, all that sort of thing. I'm trying to, I said at the start, before we came on, I'm going to try to be as positive as possible. And that I want Mike, I, I, gen, I do have great reservations, but I, I, I genuinely want Rangers to be successful. So Rangers being successful means that Michael will be successful. And I think that's what we all want. Thursday night is an opportunity. Ibrox under the lights, Give us a good start in the game. Keep the crowd with it. And if that happens, we can get a positive result on Thursday night. And it is cliched, but all we can do is take that game, tick it off, move on. Motherwell Sunday, beat Motherwell, tick that off, move on. And that's the only way that we're going to um, try to build some some level of confidence and belief. But it all comes back to big game victories I think until we win a big game and until we lift a trophy you're, you're, everybody's going to go oh, we're only five minutes away if we drop them a point or when yeah. it, we could win the next 17 games on the trot we could win the six Europa League games but we go to Celtic Park on the 30th of December and we we, we get beat again you know so it's all it, you're in a He's in a no-win situation at the moment and all, all we can basically do is have a bit of siege mentality and just, you know, get 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 everybody together and take it game by game and win games. That's that's the only way that the, the noise is going to disappear or not, maybe not disappear, but just quieten down. Yeah, indeed. Cammy, listen, before I let you go, um, give us a wee prediction for Thursday. Not a score, just tell me are Rangers winning or losing or is it a finish and a draw? I don't think we'll lose on Thursday night. I don't know what that means, but I don't. I don't, I don't think. I don't, the splinters, my friend. <laughs> I've got, I've, I'm sitting here on on the Fez. No, I, I, I'll be positive. I think we'll win by three goals to one. 
I'd take that. I would, I would absolutely, I'd take a one nothing right now, frankly. But um, Ian, where do you stand on Thursday? I know it's early doors yet in the week. I'm a little bit worried of the players we're missing, the sort of Danilo's and Cantwell's, but yeah, yeah. I think like Cami, we're not going to lose. I, I just have this kind of thing. I, I, it's probably just hope more than anything else, but I feel like we are putting the building blocks together. Maybe there's a little sign of some cohesion finally coming, but I think it all depends how we start this game, to be honest. If, if it starts poorly and they go one up, iBooks will flip like that. So... Keep it positive. I think we will win very narrowly. We'll go two one if I'm putting a score on it. Yeah, two. I think I think it'll be two one. I don't think we won't concede. So I, I think we'll win. Yeah. I think we'll come good in the end, but I, I do think we'll concede in Thursday night. To be honest with you, listen, it's been good having you on, Ian. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Pleasure as always. Now, cheers, guys. Cami, always good to see you, buddy. Yeah, you still uh, having pictures to that wall behind you? I see yet. No, to be honest, it's now uh, my my little boy's room is now officially the the blue room annex. So there's been nothing fresh added here for a for a while. <laughs> he is six six years old, and he's claiming all the pictures that come into this house now. Mrs. Cameron must be raging at the holes in your walls. By the way, she must be furious. <laughs> um, listen, thanks uh, for coming on. It's always good to see you, mate. Don't forget, thank if, you. if you're following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, we're on TikTok, we're on Threads as well. I don't know if Threads is a thing anymore, but we're on there somewhere. Um, if you are watching us on our YouTube channel, please don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. Tell your friends about us, leave a comment, let us know what you think we're doing. Um, by all means, get involved in this Cyberox community. There's an opportunity to join that um, via the, the YouTube page. Please jump on and have a look. Before I go, should say congratulations to the women's team today who travelled to Lynx Park and Montrose and cuffed Montrose. 12 nothing um debut goal from from Libby Bands as well up there. I watched the the women's team on Wednesday night at Broadwood. They've got quite an exciting season ahead of them, I think, as, as things stand just now. Lots of good things happening under the stewardship of Joe Potter. The guys are back on Wednesday with the warm-up where they look ahead to a huge night of European football um on Thursday night when Real Batiste come to Ibrox. Have a great week. Join the guys Wednesday if you can. Bye for now. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.